Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything, and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to episode 6 of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. Uh, DJ could not be here today, so I've got a co-host with me, a guest co-host for the day. Uh, all the way from New York is uh, my buddy Isaac Bayer. Isaac, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great, Quinn. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, coming in at such short notice, and we're just going to really jump into the show if you don't mind. You ready? Absolutely, yeah. Here is some noteworthy news. So, the United States might be heading back to the moon pretty soon. President Donald Trump wants to send astronauts where no man has gone before as well, which is Mars. Uh, Trump authorized the acting NASA administrator to lead an innovative space exploration program to send American astronauts back to the moon and eventually Mars during a White House uh, signing ceremony. So that's pretty exciting, right? Yeah. I don't think – we haven't been to the moon since the 60s, right? Since everybody uh... – It's It's been a while, I think, and I've I've always been interested in uh, NASA and, and all, all sorts of stuff like that. And Do you believe in the conspiracies? The moon landing conspiracies? They say it's not real. They say it was a economic. It was to disrupt Russian economy. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard and read about it. I think that we did go. It's. A, I feel like it's a lot harder to fake a moon landing than it is to actually go to the moon. So I'm going to stick with saying that they actually went to the moon. But this is a little bit exciting because, of course, right now we're not faking the moon. The going back to the moon, or at least I hope we aren't. Not yet. I but, mean, uh, it'd be a lot easier to fake it nowadays. I feel like you know, there's always somebody out there. Yeah, for sure. Trump uh, touted the initiative as the first step in establishing a foundation on the moon for an eventual mission to Mars and perhaps someday to many worlds beyond. Uh, having President Trump lead us to many world worlds beyond is a little scary, but I don't know. He, I feel like this is this is if he's doing something right, this is this is in the right track, right? Yeah. Hey, isn't NASA government funded? I believe so. So there you go. I thought they took away funding, but you know it's back now. So. You can't, you know, you can't be upset about that. For as long as we haven't been to the moon, you know, hopefully nothing's changed up there that we're that we're not going to be. Uh, you get up there and say, "Oh wow, look at this! Somebody else has been here." Yeah, that would definitely that wouldn't be good. Both uh, Trump and Pence have made it clear since the 26, 2016 campaign that they would like to send astronauts to space. So that's a cool uh, kind of campaign promise, I guess you could say. Hey, we're going to lower your taxes and we're also gonna blast people up into space yeah and as an american that makes me say like hell yes <laughs> I, I like that's that's what i want to do is i don't care about what's going on down here i want to start doing stuff up there yeah you know we gotta think we gotta move on to bigger and better things you when like you really just don't hear that though like nobody makes a campaign prompt nobody runs for any kind of office and says hey you know what by the way we're going into space which is a great additive to uh, his whole campaign promises. The whole, whole magic of it. And if Donald Trump can uh, do anything that's positive in his, in his uh, campaign, then that would, that would probably be a good thing to, to put up there is uh, travel, travel to space. And golly, Mars. Going to Mars, that's kind of scary. Hey, you know, I've seen The Martian, so count me out on you've, that. You've seen, you've seen the movie The Martian or you've seen A Martian? No, I've seen the the Matt Damon the Matt, Matt Damon movie. Okay, I think if you haven't seen that movie, you need to. Fantastic film. We both, yeah, um, I'd recommend that. I don't know about you, I'd recommend that movie. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. 
Oh, I love it. Matt Damon did a fantastic job. I'm a big Matt Damon fan. But um, would you, you know, if you were one of the people that had to sign up to go to, to go to Mars, would you would you think about it or what? Um, maybe. I don't know. That's one of those things. Like that's not your average. That's not like going to the supermarket. You know. Oh no, <laughs> definitely not. Probably not. I'd have to just. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Count me out. It's kind of scary. You don't know what's going to happen. No one's ever done it before. That's something that that usually keeps people from doing things. And uh, I I would probably I would probably just say I'm going to say that I would say yes. But whenever the time came for me to go to Mars, I would say no because I chicken out at, a, at last minute on a lot of things. But yeah, that's understandable though. I'm right there with you. I could I could I should have probably said that same same thing. This will be an exciting thing if this ever happens. Uh, we'll actually talk to. President Trump later in the show, because uh, you know the the podcast is so fantastic that Donald Trump is on our show. He he just loves to loves to call in. Yeah, another thing that it makes me think, you know, will you get to see this? Because you know, I'm not gonna make you know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't really keep into politics a lot, but I I'm under the assumption that he's made a lot of promises that he hasn't kept all the way yet. That is true. So you know, it's a it's a toss up. If this is going to happen, if you ask me. There's other things that might keep him from also doing that. He might not be president here in a couple of years. That's uh, true. Got a little off topic about the moon here. But uh, it, it's all kind of mashes together anyways. If we do end up going back to the moon, that's an exciting thing. That's an American thing. Uh, returning to the roots, I think, of this country would be traveling to space. And just pl- just planting a flag up there. Just saying, hey, this is America. We don't, we we can't own the moon, but this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put a flag in it and say that we do. That's the most American thing you can do is do something that you're not allowed. Right, and that's how this country was founded. And uh, maybe pretty soon we'll we'll have uh, colonies on the moon and Mars. That would be something that I wouldn't do, of course. But that's a bold step. That's a bold statement right there. That's a small step for Donald Trump. A huge leap for America. Yeah, I think you worded that perfectly. Have you heard about Bitcoin? Yes, I've heard a lot about Bitcoin, actually. Okay, fantastic, because I don't know a lot about Bitcoin. It's in the rise. Bit- Bitcoin is on the rise. The Bitcoin rally continued Monday, and investors are betting that it will go even higher. Bitcoin was trading at more than $16,000 early Monday morning, and that's up about 8%. Wow, that's that's so much money, dude. What is What is Bitcoin? All right, from what I've gathered... My limited knowledge. Somebody will end up correct to me at some of this. But what I can gather is it's like a string of code, just like random code that's never been created. It's completely original, which is why it takes so long for a computer to do it because it's right. got to be generated, right? Of course. That's, and I, I think it – I don't know why it's so valuable. It's literally just useless string of numbers and, and letters, I think. Do you know anything – is that – is this story right here just the extent of your knowledge? It says it says that these uh, these bitcoins are unusual in that unlike traditional commodities such as oil or agricultural products, bitcoins aren't physical assets, and unlike traditional currencies, there isn't a central bank that that backs bitcoin. So they're created on computers using complex algorithms and recorded in a digital ledger. So if you invest in bitcoin, then you're investing in uh, nothing. There's nothing physical to it, and that's just where it kind of it kind of 
hinders me because I, I don't really understand what it is, and that's why I probably wouldn't put any money in it. But it seems like people that have put their money in it have done very well at turning that into actual actual cash. Yes, it it's, it's it's been valuable. I remember when we were still in school, I um some kids that I was around in a, a certain class, they had gotten into it before the big the big boom happened, and it was I mean, it was it was somewhere around like two or three thousand dollars, I think. But still, like back then, two or three thousand dollars for one of those is it's kind of ridiculous, and sixteen thousand is is even more ridiculous. CNN reported that there have been a few sharp dips along the way, but Bitcoin's rise has been stunning, having doubled in price over the last three weeks. It's up more than 400% in the last two months and up about 2,000% in the last year. Uh, and it had traded for less than $1 uh, per Bitcoin briefly in 2011. So if you got, on, got in on it early, then you're definitely cashing out at the moment I'd, I'd assume or maybe you're holding on and waiting until that until it just keeps going even higher and higher uh what do you what do you do with bitcoin I, that's that's where it just i don't understand it's it's literally just trade it for money there's you can't do anything with it i mean it's, it's a form of currency it's kind of like a dollar bill like if you think about it a physical dollar bill does nothing but be a like a piece of fabric yes you it's it's very similar in that way but listen to this though i read this thing the other day a spinoff story, the same thing. It says that Bitcoin boom could be disastrous for environment. And the the premise of this story was, you know, Bitcoin has to be mined by a computer. So you have, have really powerful people that are really into it, have very powerful okay. computers that use a load of electricity. And so essentially, um, each Bitcoin transaction requires the same amount of energy used to power nine homes in the U.S. for a single day. So think about this boom. Nine homes times however many bitcoins there are, you know, being mined. They say in, um, it's, it's just the beginning. It's a, a few months from now. I'm reading a quote a few months from now. At the current rate, uh, the electricity demanded by the cryptocurrency network will start to outstrip what's available. Like as far as substations and, and power, power plants and whatnot. So bitcoins could kill us all. Ultimately. Bitcoins is killing us faster than your car. Well, that, uh, that is breaking news here on AYN2K because uh, I, I guess in the news, Bitcoin has been a, been a positive thing, but what you just read is a little bit more negative. Hey, so there's, uh, a like, up and down to every, there's a up and down to every story. Bitcoin is a physical roller coaster ride, it seems to be. <laughs> yeah, it's a definite ro roller coaster of emotion is exactly how I would describe cryptocurrency, yes. Here's my question. Did you buy any Bitcoin at the beginning? Not at all. In fact, in the beginning, I didn't even know that existed. And by the time I knew about it, $2,000. I said, yeah, count me out of that game. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that if people had been talking about it, I would have said like, oh, wow, you're buying Bitcoin. Like, like I almost probably poked fun at them. And now they are, now they are of course, smarter than I am. So, uh, which actually, I didn't say that to anybody. But if, if I like accidentally implied that to someone that was buying Bitcoin then they definitely have the upper hand uh, in our relationship because yeah they have they're more they have more money than I do now, you're, so, now so. you're looking like a fool I'm always looking like a fool and that just adds to the to the pile of reasons <laughs> we like sports and would like to tell you about them moving on to sports you're you're like a sports guy right? a little bit you dabble I um since I've moved I haven't had TV so what I would okay. have usually watched sports casually I have had zero of so especially recent sports, I'm not really into. So this is um, 
more of a commentary than an analysis for me. <laughs> okay, that well, that's perfectly fine. I know that uh, college basketball-wise, you might not be uh, interested, but the second topic has to do with NFL. That might that might have something to do it. And I do have a point in there that I think you would like. So uh, we'll we'll get to that here in a second. But college basketball, within the last week of the college basketball season, there were quite a number of upsets, and one team was the cause of two of them. So the top, I, I, I put them into a top five of the upsets from this last week. Okay, sure. Yeah, and, I, and if you have anything to add, if you want to just say something about the state that the college is in, just go ahead. But at number five, I have uh, number five, Florida, lost to Florida State, 83-66. This was following... Is that two separate teams there? Yeah, Florida has... <laughs> so uh, it's the Florida Gators and then the Florida State Seminoles. They played each other. Florida was ranked number five. And so Florida is higher, highly ranked. Florida State is not ranked. So it was an upset because Florida State beat them 83-66. Wow. Do you know what a this Seminole is? A Seminole? Yeah. It is an Indian. They uh, they get upset about that? I don't think they have as much as the— There's issue going on in the NFL there a couple of years. I know. I know. But, but anyways, uh, Florida loses to Florida State 83-66. This was following a game where Florida played Duke. And Florida looked like they would beat Duke. They held a 17-point lead until Duke ended up coming back and winning. Florida continued the losing fashion after the Duke game as the Seminoles showed them up in their in their home gym. So the Gators said, okay, we lost to Duke. Let's come back, refocus, let's play Florida State. And uh, they're, they're, Florida is at home, and they just pretty much get blown out of their own gym. So That's embarrassing. That is number five on the top five upsets from this past week. So that's not even the best one? That's not even the the only one that Florida is in. There's another upset. We'll get to that here in a little bit. At number four, uh, second-ranked Kansas fell to number 16, Arizona State, 95-85. Now, Kansas was coming off of a bad loss to Washington. That was barely outside the top five upsets this week. But uh, Arizona State, because, I mean, Arizona State looks good. Am I right? Mm, You're asking the wrong guy. (laughs) I was hoping that you'd just come up with something. Say like, oh yeah, sure. You want me to add lib a little, add lib a little bit about Arizona uh, State? If, if I ask you any more questions throughout this segment, just pretend like you know something, and you can even make up names if you want to. Anyways, uh, Kansas, Kansas was coming off of a bad loss to Washington, as I said, uh, but Arizona State is proving to themselves or proving everyone else that that they are top caliber team this year in, in the NCAA, and uh, they're currently ranked number five. So as the as the week the next weekly ranking came out, they rose from number sixteen to number five thanks to that win. the The third ranked upset was number one Duke losing to Boston College eighty nine eighty four. America loves it whenever Duke loses, and this was this was a huge upset for the Blue Devils. Uh, it seemed like the the Duke had stood up to every challenge they had this year, but the Eagles snuck they snuck up on them and handed them their first loss of the season. So, what do you think Duke needs to do in order to maybe come back and and refocus after this loss to Boston College? Well, now see what you've just implied to me is that they'll never do anything because you you just said the entire country of, of America loves when Duke wins or loses. So yes. my thought process is if the entire country of America likes when this team loses i don't know how i don't know what i don't know what they're doing because they got to be doing something wrong well of course there's duke fans i know a couple and a lot of people like duke because i don't know why i guess it's the coach 
Uh, like me personally, I watched the game and I was like, oh, Boston College, sweet. Like they might pull this out. And they did. And then uh, you look on all kinds of social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, my MySpace. Uh, is there any <laughs> any other like uh, social media account? I don't even think anybody uses MySpace. But everybody's like, oh, Duke went down. They, they're terrible. Everybody loves to put Duke down whenever they lose. And that's why, and it's just a common, it's common knowledge that a lot of people, or America as a whole, doesn't like Duke. Is Duke the scapegoat of the uh, college basketball realm? Yeah, you could, you could label them as the, you could peg them as the scapegoat, I guess. Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and move to the number, the, the second uh, biggest upset from this past week. Number nine, Notre Dame falls to Ball State 80-77. And this was, this was something else, because like Duke, Notre Dame looked like they were a solid squad that could make a deep run uh, in the ACC and eventually the NCAA tournament. And I believe that this is just kind of a minor bump in the road. Uh, one of my favorite things to say is you can't win them all. And this is just a, a case that, you know, good teams occasionally lose. I don't know. If you're, if you're the coach of, of Notre Dame, what do, you, what do you say to your team after you lose to Ball State? Well, my first thought is, I don't know a state that's called Ball. <laughs> no, there's not a state that is called Ball, but Ball State is within a state somewhere, and I'm not sure where. Um, I know that Notre Dame's Irish, and I like yep. I'm a big fan of their accent. Okay. No further comment. So, <laughs> so you might, as Notre Dame's coach, go in and bring out an Irish accent and try to pick up the team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you got, um, yeah absolutely. Every bit of what you just said, I would do. Okay, that sounds that sounds great. Nothing. There's nothing quite like you're in a rough situation. You're stressed out. Everybody's a little pissy at each other. Next thing you know, the leader comes out. He's wearing a lot of green. He's got uh-huh. a Guinness, and he's talking in a different <laughs> accent. And so you're saying that just if you were if you needed to pick your team back up, you would even if you weren't the fighting Irish, even if you didn't coach at Notre Dame, you would bring some Irish guy in and just have him talk and and just like be in a in like a leprechaun outfit just to cheer the team up and get them right up back on track. That's what you're saying. Just say yes or no. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, perfect. So you know how I said that Florida was not uh, only in it once; they they had two upsets uh, in the top five. Number one upset was number five Florida losing to Loyola Chicago, sixty five fifty nine. Now there's a dash between Loyola and Chicago, so I don't. I'm guessing that's somewhere near Chicago. The Gators had a rough week. Uh, this is one of those games where you you pretty much chalk it up as a win, and it ended up being Florida's third straight loss to an unranked team. Florida was ranked up at the top of the college basketball poll, and uh, they have pummel or plummeted down. Uh, that 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 poll as of late, and and it's because of these three bad losses, and two of them being just within the last week. You know, I've never really liked Florida, so no further comments. The, the state, yeah, as a whole, it's just okay. too hot. And maybe that's what they're they're not being uh, they're dehydrated. They're not drinking enough water. It's still hot down in Florida, and maybe maybe all this traveling is just wearing down on them. Maybe. Uh, Uh, One thing that I'm thinking about is I'm looking at this team here. I'm looking at these stats. And, you know, third straight loss to an unranked team. Like somebody's definitely slept with somebody's girlfriend. They found out. There's a lot of inner team conflict happening in some way or another if it's a girlfriend or not. But clearly something is going on within that team that needs to be solved via therapist or just work it out yourself. Sounds to me like they need an Irish guy to come in and talk to him. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. It's a it's a long season. The college basketball season is still young, so we'll, we'll keep track of that. But moving on to the NFL, uh, so some big news. Uh, the young and upcoming quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, left the game this past Sunday with a knee injury. And Eagles fans, along with, with general football fans that enjoyed watching this kid play, were saddened to hear that he was diagnosed with a torn ACL. Uh, he joins the likes of Odell Beckham Jr., Julian Edelman, Deshaun Watson, all players that have uh, had their seasons end thanks to this injury. And the Eagles were looking were looking like a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl favorite, and I feel like they have they've quickly dropped away from that title thanks to the Carson Wentz injury. So, with only a couple weeks left before the playoffs begin, who would you say is the Super Bowl favorite in wake of this devastating injury? I'm here's the my problem, okay? Because number one, like I said, I haven't watched any sports in the past, you know, maybe six months or so. Are you going to say that you're biased? Affirmative. Okay. But I will say that I listened a little bit. I listened to your previous podcast about this guy, and apparently he was killing it, all right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, you've just, you've rustled my jimmies just enough to include three or four other people whose seasons got dropped because of an injury. But you're forgetting yes. easily the best quarterback in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, who's broken a collarbone, who might be now, out for two seasons, who who is arguably the best quarterback in the league. Now, I have a note later on here in a second that, that you'll be happy to hear about. We'll keep that in mind, but moving moving to this, uh, the the power rankings that came out after this week had the Steelers at, top, at number one, the Patriots at number two. Uh, the Eagles were still in the top five at number three. Uh, so they're hoping that they can maybe find a quarterback to plug in and still be successful. You've got the Rams at number four, and you've got the Vikings at number five. Uh, of course, I'm a Vikings fan. I would love to see the Vikings win. I think the Steelers look really good right now. Uh, they've they've struggled a, a couple games here and there uh, defensively, but offensively they are the best team in the NFL, like hands down. There's no one that can beat Ben, ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. There's so many offensive minded and offensive powers on that team that you just can't ignore them and I would you know I think that as of right now the Patriots just lost last night to the Dolphins the Patriots always have a trouble uh, getting past the Dolphins but that's just not a good sign to me going they do uh Tom Brady is I think eight he's eight and eight now against the Dolphins in Miami I think Tom Brady's just got a phobia of Dolphins because I don't know anybody that's lost to the Dolphins in the past Ten years at least. Tom Brady does not like Dolphins. You heard it here first. Last time in my lifespan that I've seen the Dolphins have a good season. Uh, it's been a while. I know that for sure. But if, if I had to pick a team right now, I'm going to say the Steelers are up there. And, I, I of course, I'm a little biased, but I like the Vikings. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the Packers just beat the Browns this past weekend, and they are still in playoff contention. Or Aaron Rodgers has the possibility to come back and play this week um my response if to that he, would be don't do it because the worst thing you can do to a guy that just got injured is put him back out there because not only do they know and possibly take advantage of this injury but then you're just setting him up for further injury he has been practicing like i said i'm a i'm a fan of aaron Rodgers, and i would love to see him come back and lead the team to a super bowl after he went out with a collarbone uh brett hunley has stepped in and done a wonderful job filling in for the team 
Or I mean, you you have you have to say that he's done a pretty good job coming in uh, and filling for Aaron Rodgers. That's some big shoes to fill. Though, yeah, that's a big yeah. Like you said it well, big shoes to fill, and he's gotten a little bit of support. But I know I've seen different things, and I know that they were kind of concerned about that support because he's not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think anybody should expect him to be. And I think people were giving him crap that he wasn't performing at that level. And I think I don't know. I don't think it should have been that way. So I'm, I'm so, hoping they'll, you know, work together a little bit more. But like I said, if Aaron Rodgers is able to come back, I am not counting out the Packers uh, because Aaron Rodgers, what he does best is he puts the Packers on his shoulders and leads them to victory. And there's nothing that I would uh, love to see more than Aaron Rodgers come back from a collarbone injury in the same season and win a Super Bowl. Me neither, because that is my favorite team. And <laughs> I think you're correct when you say put him on the shoulders because I don't think I've seen – a worse offensive line. I'll just put that out there on the record. Aaron Rodgers is has to be one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. He has never had an offensive line, and I'm just a huge fan, and I just love watching him. You might as well not even put anybody out in front of him because that's no. I mean, he's out just, of the uh, within the second. The ball have a have a toddler throw the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, and have I guess you could even have toddlers blocking for him because that's just as good as his offensive line is. So, uh, what we're saying here is Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, a superhuman that plays the quarterback position like no other, and I would love to see him come back. Uh, if if the Packers can't make it, the Steelers are going to be hard to beat. The Patriots are always there. The Eagles could maybe maybe throw somebody in at quarterback and, and keep the keep the train moving. Uh, I don't know I don't know how well that's going to be though because once you have a leader go down like that, it gets a little uh, gets a little iffy for the rest of the team. And I think the Vikings the Vikings are trying to be the first team to play the Super Bowl at home. And that would be something else to see as well. Now, without further ado, the best part of the show. I'll go ahead and say it. Seasonal drinks are going too far. You've got pumpkin spice this, peppermint mocha that, you know. And it's just it's just something that I'm tired of. But this caught my eye, okay? Yeah. Coffee chain Tim Hortons has created a new latte that seems like it can quench your thirst and make you lose your lunch at the same time. Okay. Are you ready for this? Not particularly. It's a buffalo latte. It combines sweet mocha with a tangy buffalo sauce, which, yes, is the same condiment that is usually served with blue cheese. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I want to make a comment right now, so there's not an awkward silence, but, like, that in itself is just an awkward, like, that's that's the worst thing you could do to a good buffalo sauce. It's disgusting, really. I've never taken a sip of coffee or, or any products such as coffee and said, you know what would make this just a little bit better? Some buffalo sauce. I don't think you can say that about any drink. Like, imagine putting buffalo sauce in any drink. It doesn't work. Milk. Tea. No. Uh, what, what they said in a press release was Tim Hortons and buffalo sauce were both born in 1964, so why not take these two buffalo staples because tim hortons is located in buffalo new york why not take these two buffalo staples and combine them the unlikely pairing of sweet mocha and tangy buffalo sauce come together to create an unexpectedly delicious sweet and spicy treat we hope our guests will enjoy is what they said in the press release uh if anyone orders that and i see them which i'm not going to because i don't live in buffalo new york but i would slap that out of their hands and say that you're a disgusting human being (laughs) what time of day do you drink a buffalo latte yeah, you can't drink it in the morning because of the buffalo, no. but you can't drink it in the afternoon because of the coffee. So 
the best bet to drink it would just to be not drink it at all. That is true. I, I agree with that indeed. God, it just buffalo sauce is is good for chicken. Okay, leave it, leave it for chicken, leave it for dips, leave it for spicy dips, um, really any other food. But coffee, that just doesn't go together. That's that almost makes me throw up just thinking about it. And that that brings me to another thing. Can we just go back to a time where there wasn't all these these weird flavors for products? Like you you know how you you walk into the grocery store and it's like Lay's potato chips and it's uh, I don't know, fried green tomato flavor. Yeah, or, I, there's um, there's potato chips that I've seen that are um, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Um, I will tell you though, I'm not embarrassed about this. My favorite flavor of potato chip is dill pickle. The dill pickle flavored chips is my favorite. Yeah. Have you? I had just, it? I would love. To, no, I would just love to go back to a time where it was just original. Uh, barbecue is fine as a, as a chip flavor, and I don't know, just I'm pumpkin spice. I've had it in coffee. It's just not. It's not my favorite. You know, in this day and age, it's all about choice. You know, you can choose your chip, you can choose your drink, you can choose your gender, you can choose whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what people like about it. But I would, I would just love to go back to the simplicity of, of I'll take original because originally I don't think that the flavor was original. That was all they had, like Lay's baked potato chips. But now we have to, we have to label it as original because we have such flavors as. I don't know, like jelly bean or I don't <laughs> know. It's all these weird flavors. I've never seen jelly bean flavored potato chips, but don't hold me to it that they won't make it, okay? No, yeah, I get it. Remember, like back in the 50s, you know, it was just Coca-Cola, but now they got the diet, they got the zero, they've got the real cane sugar, they've got the cherry and the vanilla. Oh my gosh, there's so many types of Coke. Yeah, there's just, there's way too many options, and I think that's something that uh, that Donald Trump wanted to talk to us a little bit later, so... Uh, let's just use this as a segue, and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and and see if we can get Donald Trump on the line. Uh, I, as far as I know, he he doesn't have anything better to do. He might have something better to do. I'm not really sure, but uh, we'll we'll see if we can get him here. Oh, Mr. Trump, uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm I'm good. Uh, Mr. Trump, a lot has been going on lately. How are you holding up? Oh, I am holding up like a snowman in a greenhouse. I am melting at the moment, but I know a magician guy is going to come in and give me his magical hat, and I'll be fine. I'll be tremendous. Mr. President, that sounds that sounds a, almost identical to the plot of Frosty the Snowman. What'd you just call me? All right, well, simmer down, Mr. President. Now, of course, we'll get to your take on, what was it again? Oh, it's those uh, stupid, fancy Coca-Cola machines that they are putting in restaurants now. Yeah, right. Um, but first, we've got just a couple of questions. Oh, well, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'm, I'm tired of these questions. I'm tired of being ostrich-sized. Did you just, did you say you were ostrich-sized, or did you mean ostracized? Ostrich-sized, you know, where you're ridiculed or excluded, like an ostrich. Uh <laughs> Pretty sure it's ostracized, but um, anyway, what's the uh, what's the deal with this Person of the Year thing with Time Magazine? Don't, don't even get me started, okay? They send me an email that says, hey, we'll probably make you the Person of the Year, and I said, probably won't cut it, Charlie Brown, and I said I didn't want it if they weren't all in with it, okay? They named some other group of people Person of the Year, and that's fine with me as far as I'm concerned. I'm the Person of the Universe. No one, No one cares more about the universe than I do. Well, I mean, that's... That's a little excessive, don't you think? Not at all. That sounds about right. Uh, 
Listen, there's a lot of negative stuff in the news. You slurred your speech when you declared Jerusalem Israel's capital. Uh, it isn't sounding good. Some are even going as far to say you could be impeached. First of all, I was not slurring my speech. I was struggling with it. I hadn't practiced that much, and I really didn't know what, I, what the next word was going to be on the paper. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I never close my mouth even when I'm not talking. It stays slightly ajar, about an inch in diameter, and it's open 24-7 like a Denny's. Secondly, I'll tell you right now, I don't know anything about anything, okay? My buddy Rick Patino says to just say you were shocked by whatever happens, sue if you have to, and then just move to Florida. All right. Well, I, I guess you can go ahead with your uh, take on Coca-Cola machines, Mr. President. It's about time. Okay. It's not just the regular old Coca-Cola fountain machines. It's the, one, the ones that really grind my gears, they really put a turd in my cream corn, are the ones with the screen, and you can make, like, limitless flavors and combinations. Oh, yeah, but I love those. Oh, of course you do, you little scumbag. I can't, I can't begin to tell you how many times I go over after I've ordered my food, and I stand there for ages. Some lady or kid is sitting there staring blankly at the screen saying, Hmm, strawberry-flavored root beer, or ooh, some Dasani with a touch of orange and lime, tasty. Personally, I think it is the worst thing ever invented. It gives you way too many options, like you guys were talking about earlier. I mean way too many. Diet Coke and grape should never go together. It's disgusting, and I love Diet Coke. All I want is ice. I mean, seriously. I'm just going for the tea that's set out to the side, and I have to wait 15 minutes just to get a cup of ice, just so some doofus can sit there and look through all the flavors of Powerade, and then just end up getting regular Sprite. There's a special place in hell for those people. Whoa, Donald, take it easy. Take a breather. It just aggravates me. I'm sorry. And, and, and let, me, let me just say, whoever, whenever they're finishing up getting their drink, they turn around and they don't know how to get past me. Like, I'm the one in the way. I'll give it to them. I have some pretty broad shoulders and humongous hands. I mean, first-team All-American hands. But anyways, treat walking towards someone like a road, okay? Go to the right every time. Every time, it's just 13 seconds of, oh, excuse me. No, you go ahead. If we both go to the right, it's easy-peasy Japanese. Uh, you seem to be uh, transitioning into a another rant. Um, you, you know what? Yes, I am. I can't tell you how many times I've been walking towards someone and we almost run into each other, okay? I was walking in the White House the other day. Mike Pence was walking towards me. I love Mike Pence. He's a great human being. And I, and I said, Mike, we're going to run into each other. Just treat it like a highway. Go to the right. Mike doesn't really say much, so he just gave me the thumbs up. But anyways, back to the machines. Restaurants, if you're listening, go back to the regular fountain soda dispensers. Make it easier on you and make it a whole lot easier on old Donnie boy here. All right, listen, I've got to go. Someone called Fabi is calling me. Um, FBI? What is that, some kind of teenage slang? I don't know what that is. Anyways, great talking to you guys. I loved you guys on ESPN for the longest time. Yeah, I, I think he still thinks this podcast is Mike and Mike. All right, no comment. I guess he hung up. But that was uh, that was Donald Trump on his, I guess, he doesn't like he doesn't like those, uh, those Coke machines that are in fast food restaurants, I guess, now. I've seen him a lot at... I've seen them a lot, I think, at, like, Fazoli's and stuff. I, you know, I have to agree with them. They're, they get on my nerves. They take too long. Have you, have you ever have to, had to deal with one? I have, and I, uh, I got to disagree. I like them. Generally, okay. because there's more flavors. Like, I know what I want, though. I'm not going to be that guy right. that stands in. Have you, ever been, have you ever been stuck behind somebody that is indecisive at one of those machines? Yes, I have. And I will say that is frustrating. But um, 
side comment on that. I've only ever seen him at Fazoli's, and uh, I hate Fazoli, so I don't see him very often. <laughs> that is a hot take. Um, I'm glad you didn't say anything while Mr. Trump was on the phone. So that's that's good that, that you're saying this now because he might have blown up on you. He called you – didn't he call you like a little scumbag or something? Yeah, I think so. I'm sorry. First time, first time you were on the show and you got called a scumbag by the President of the United States. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for uh, this episode of All You Need to Know. Uh, Isaac, thank you for filling in this week uh, for DJ. Hey, no problems at all. Thank you very much for having me on here. All the way from New York, uh, you did a you did a great job, and uh, really appreciate it. And hope you're doing well. Thanks, bud. You too. So uh, this has been all you need to know. Uh, my name is Quinn Eaton. This has been Isaac Bear. And uh, you guys take it easy. This has been all you need to know. Join us next week and continue to care about our opinions. Until next time.